Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Pointing Toward Hope podcast. My name is Wendy Bertinoli, and I am your host. Today's episode comes from a blog post that I made a few years back, but it definitely bears repeating. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. I never considered myself inactive or less active because to me, that meant that you had left the church. That meant that you had denounced your faith in some way, which I never felt like I did. However, I did step away from the church for a few years. I had just gotten divorced, and I'll admit that I was really struggling with a lot of what it meant to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How could this happen to me? I was married in the temple. Things seemed to be going so well. Was it a lack of faith? Was Was it a lack of desire? Was it complacency? Was it loneliness? What was it exactly that made me want to distance myself from all that I'd known? I was born and raised in the church. I did what all my friends did and most members that I knew. I grew up, got married to a returned missionary in the temple. I had a family and then lived happily ever after, right? So what happened to that happily ever after? The thing is, leaving the church or stepping away from the church, your faith, your testimony, all that you have ever known to be true, doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow process that happens seemingly without you even noticing until one day you've done it. You are away from the church. You don't attend or study or maybe even pray anymore. Although I tend to think that prayer is something that you continue even when you're away, or at least you try. You don't practice your religion anymore and and members of the church who know you and hear about it think, quote, it's really sad. You are essentially known as a less active or an inactive member. I remember referring to myself as no longer practicing. But really what I was saying was I no longer have a testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel. Therefore, I have stepped away for a while to figure things out. I had somehow lost my way because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. That's found in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. The ironic part is that at first it feels very freeing. I remember saying on many occasions, I'm happier than I've ever been, and I just can't reconcile that it coincides with me being away from the church. Honestly, I never thought it would happen to me. I did everything I was supposed to do, everything that I had been taught all those years growing up. Sure, I made my share of mistakes, as everyone does, but I had tried to be diligent in all that I had learned through the years of my temple marriage, holding many different callings while raising my little family in the gospel, going to the temple, studying my scriptures, and going to church. I was keeping my covenants and praying. I was doing everything, wasn't I? Or was I? Truthfully, I have to admit that my temple attendance wasn't where it should have been. I wasn't really reading my scriptures as much as I should have, and I probably had become redundant in my prayers. And I'm sure there were many other little things. I don't really know exactly how it happened because it all happened so slowly. And the scary part is that it can happen to anyone. I'm hoping that by sharing my experience, it can be a voice of warning, if you will. In Matthew, we read, 
Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. That's in Matthew 7, 12. It seems so much easier to be on the wide path that I was on now. But then, that's how the opposition works, right? One little flaxen cord at a time, like a big, giant, fluffy feather, gently coaxing you. You don't need to read your scriptures tonight. You've worked so hard all day and you're tired. You can get to it tomorrow. Go ahead. Buy that dress that isn't really modest or long enough to cover your temple garment. It's so cute and you've worked so hard to look good. One more little feather. It's okay to miss church today. Since you got divorced, no one really cares anyway. One more little feather gently waving and caressing you away. It feels so good to be free, you say. But little do you know how hard Satan is working on you. All of those little tiny feathers are turning into a very tightly woven cord and you are being led along without even realizing it. Joseph B. Worthlin of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles stated, We get sidetracked by submitting to temptations that divert us past the bounds of safety. Satan knows our weaknesses. He puts attractive snares on our path at just those moments when we are most vulnerable. His intent is to lead us from the way that returns us to our Heavenly Father. After a while, I was so comfortable with the way that I was living my life that I began to think I no longer needed religion in my life at all. I no longer needed the church or a testimony or to be bound down by callings of church, callings and church attendance. I had entered in the wide gate, and it felt good to be just like everyone else. And then something began to happen. I needed God. I needed the church. I needed the priesthood. I needed my testimony. I needed all of it. And how had that happened? You guessed it, so slowly. Little seeds were being planted along, all along the way until all of a sudden it was unmistakable. You can see um, from the past episodes that I've posted my story about living with bipolar, and I've mentioned it quite a bit throughout many of the episodes. Um, I also shared an experience last week or on the last episode with my husband about the miracle of a prayer. So I hope that you will go back and listen to that. But what I do know is that somewhere during that period, one thing that God never did was give up on me. He never gives up on his children, not one. How think ye, if a man have an hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety-nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if it so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. That's in Matthew 18, 12 through 13. Luckily, God's angels both here and on the other side are working just as hard, if not harder, to get you back. And now that I'm back, I'm so thankful for it. I know that there were many prayers and fasts that went out on my behalf. Many times my name was probably written in the rolls of the temple. Many tears that were cried for my salvation and many angels that were working from the other side to influence me. So 
why am I talking about this now? It's not exactly an easy subject to approach. People leave the church for all different reasons. There's nothing special or singular about my situation or why I left. At least that's what I thought, or that's what I used to think. But the truth is, I believe it is similar for most people in that it happens so slowly, one small act at a time, one small thought at a time, one small step at a time. And before you know it, you hear yourself saying, I'm not sure I ever had a testimony. I'm really not sure if the church is true after all. And I'm happier than I've ever been without it. I think what I'm trying to say and what I've been prompted to talk about is that you have to keep the whole armor of God on. You can find that in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Not just sometimes, all the time, all day, every day. You must do all the little things every day, sometimes more than just once a day. You must keep yourself unspotted from the world. You must live in the world, but not of the world. And I know that's been repeated over and over again, and most recently in this past general conference. If you're like me, you've heard it a million times growing up in the church. But it has never been more true or more important than it is today. In the Book of Mormon, which we believe is another testament of Jesus Christ, Mormon chapter 8 gives us insight into today's world. Moroni says he has seen our day, and it includes wars and rumors of wars, great pollutions, murders, robbing, people who tell us that there is no right or wrong in God's eyes. He describes people who are filled with pride, caught up in the wearing of expensive clothing, and who make fun of religion. He has shown people who are so obsessed with worldly things that they allow the needy and the naked and the sick and the afflicted to pass by without being noticed. But we shouldn't despair. It is the Lord's way that will lead us to life eternal. The prophet David O. McKay taught, Christ is the light to humanity. In that light, man sees his way clearly. When it is rejected, the soul of man stumbles in darkness. No person, no group, no nation can achieve true success without following him who said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That's in John 8, 12. Has my life gotten easier since I came back to the church? In some ways, yes, but in a lot of ways, no. In reality, it's actually been a really hard road, quite like a roller coaster. My family and I have had to go through a lot of things, physically, spiritually, and mentally, that I never thought we would have to go through. But that's how we grow. That's how we become stronger and better people. We don't grow by being in a comfortable spot where there's nothing changing, no growth. However, through it all, I have no doubt that my Savior is with me, and He is my advocate to the Father. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's in Philippians 4.13. I'm also comforted to know that I don't need to fear, for He's with me. I know where and how to find the peace that only He can give. Draw near unto me, and I will draw near unto you. Seek me diligently, and ye shall find me. Ask, and ye shall receive. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Doctrine and Covenants 88, 63. 
I am confident that as I purposely follow the commandments that I will not be led astray again. Elder David A. Bednar of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles has been known to say, if you read the Book of Mormon every day, you will never fall away. President Russell M. Nelson said in the most recent October conference, I reaffirm a profound teaching of President Ezra Taft Benson. Men and women who turn their lives over to God will discover that He can make a lot more of their lives than they can. He will deepen their joys, expand their vision, quicken their minds, lift their spirits, multiply their blessings, increase their opportunities, comfort their souls, raise up friends, and pour out peace. And I can attest that that is true, my friends. President Nelson also said, These incomparable privileges follow those who seek the support of heaven to help them overcome the world. And I plead with you to now take charge of your own testimony of Jesus Christ and His gospel. Work for it. Nurture it so that it will grow. Feed it truth. Don't pollute it with false philosophies of unbelieving men and women. As you make the continual strengthening of your testimony of Jesus Christ your highest priority, Watch for miracles to happen in your life. My plea to you this morning is to find rest for the intensity, uncertainty, and anguish of this world by overcoming the world through your covenants with God. Let Him know through your prayers and your actions that you are serious about overcoming the world. Ask Him to enlighten your mind and send the help you need. Each day, record the thoughts that come to you as you pray. Then follow through diligently, spend more time in the temple, and seek to understand how the temple teaches you to rise above this fallen world. My friends, I add to that my witness that when we turn toward God and earnestly seek His will, our lives will be strengthened. We will be buoyed up to face the current challenges in our lives. We will have peace of mind and strength of heart and soul. I hope that if you have listened today that maybe you felt something positive stir within your soul. And if you did, act upon that. Seek out the Lord and His power. Because the truth is my story of losing my testimony can happen to anyone. So please, never take your belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ for granted. It truly is a gift. And that gift is meant to be shared with others. As I said, I love you guys so much, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was from a previous post that I put on my blog years ago, but it goes without saying that it bears repeating. Have a great week, my friends. Talk to you again soon.